Broadcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. Hey. Oh, <laughs> did I catch you off guard? Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> I loved it. Uh-huh. <laughs> these boys are—I bet these boys are from Canada. Canada? Uh-huh. What are their names? Uh, because they're called the Meters. <laughs> Measuring Joe. Those American boys—they be called the Yards. <laughs> I-, I like your. Okay. All right. Yeah, have you noticed, Boo? Have you noticed that is... Oh, boy. I got it. I got it. Hey, sorry. Hey, Boo. Hey, Boo. What's up? I just am concerned about Cecil. Yeah, what's he up to? His, have you noticed that is uh, when he, like, grins and laughs lately, it's uh-huh. almost kind of gross? What do you mean? I mean, he's a, kind of a gross dude. I know, but it's just his laugh, especially just now, uh-huh. was like, <laughs> like it was just very like. He's always up to something. Okay. He's talking to me earlier about some multi-level marketing thing <laughs> involving volunteer fire departments. I don't know. Look, <laughs> he's talking about. Innovative. He uh, is innovative. Yeah. Oh, boy. What's going on, Boo-Boo? Boo, let me tell you. How are you? I'm good, you know? What's uh, popping off? Oh, that's what the kids are saying. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> there she's. Oh, he just ran by. He just ran by. He darts in and out. Oh, he, he went behind me. <laughs> that was like the worst Cecil ever. <laughs> um, Boo, I'm so happy to be here. I love you, and I'm really glad we got married. <laughs> I know that sounds sarcastic. I feel like there's a bug no, coming. No, I just wanted to share that with you. <laughs> that being said, I want a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I just was thinking that just now. I'm I'm a little tired. Yeah, you're a little tired. A little you tired. Look, you look a little groggy. What's going on? You didn't sleep well. No. No. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I don't know. I was just laying there, uh-huh. and it, it's not like I don't know. Some people say that if you have trouble sleeping, your eating patterns are off. Your dad died on Christmas. That you might be depressed, <laughs> but it's a—it's not depression. Depression like I'm used to, because that's fun. That's like sit in your bed, watch Summer House, uh-huh. read the captions, you know, put the closed captioning on. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this is a different type of thing. It's a grief something. So now I'm just not sleeping. I went the other way with the grief depression. See, I would think the only benefit of depression or grief depression would be more sleep. Not the case. Not the case. I don't know. So I've been getting up. I do usually I do a lap or two. Yeah, you have weird sleep patterns. (laughs) First of all, we're way off. Like what okay. What time would you say that you go to bed? Not fall asleep, but when we usually end our night together up here in the living room watching TV or doing something. And then uh, you'll make an announcement. 
Yeah, easily. I have to say goodbye because you don't like when I do Irish goodbyes. Yeah, I don't. I used you to can't just Irish goodbye your own night. husband. You need to say goodnight. <laughs> I, I like sneak. it when you say, and I like to tuck you in. Oh, and I don't oh, mean like I literally. Hate when no, you tuck me in. No, I don't literally tuck you in like a child. But you're a little haphazard <laughs> with the security <laughs> and the windows in the bedroom. You'll leave the windows completely open and all the lights on, and then yeah. and, and then it's dark out, and then mm-hmm. we've got all kinds of creeps in the neighborhood. And I don't want anybody. I already caught a guy jacking off looking in our neighbor's uh, bedroom window. Yeah, not mine. So I don't. I don't want that. Not so that I care. I, I mean, we're the same height, age. You're offended that he didn't. Look yeah, <laughs> I, that's a sore subject. I believe I, I have talked about this on this podcast before. Yeah. Oh, believe me, I have. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day a pervert will leer into your, Thank you. your window. Well, and make maybe you feel, feel self-conscious. Yeah. Like, what did I do? But you know, you'd, you're not really good with. I have to always go back <laughs> and make sure that the window, the blinds are shut, the windows are closed, everything's because you, you just fall asleep <laughs> like a grizzly bear who's been shot with a tranquilizer dart. I mean, I don't know how many times I've gone back there and found you fully clothed on top of the covers, just unconscious. So I always have to go back and just make sure you're settled in, make sure the windows are closed, the, the blinds are shut, all that stuff. So. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, Listen, so, that's not a great you're quality. Just Irish goodbye, and I'm. I love doing that to you. It's so fun because I'll try to sneak. It's like uh-huh. when I pay for dinners and stuff. Like yeah. it's just like a fun game. So sneaky. And I'll, I'll I always start with like, okay, I'm gonna go get a drink, mm-hmm. and then that, and then I'm hoping, okay, I could tell he's kind of into something else. He's watching something. He's enthralled. You don't need to pause it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, and then that's the uh, that's the cue that you're not into whatever we're watching. When you get up to go to the bathroom or something, you don't have to pause it because if you're really into it, you go. Do you mind pausing? Uh, that's true. But what time would you say you retire to the bedroom on average each night? Seven forty-five. I'm going to give myself seven forty-five. A hard seven forty-five. I'm going to say earlier than that. No, I've been rock and rolling lately because the whole like insomnia thing. There's been many a night where it's many a night, many a fortnight <laughs> when it's in the sixes, and then you're like, I gotta go bad. First of all, six forty-five on a Friday night. Let's shut it down. You know what? As an early bird who does catch the worm, you're hurtful <laughs> because I'm sorry. You are not hurtful. You are acting hurtful, mm-hmm. and I, my feelings are hurt. Yeah. I'm working on my communication, Dr. Julie LaCombrie. She's a doctor. Oh, that's your uh, therapist? Yes, my little Irish therapist. Right on. How's that been going? She's great. What do y'all talk about? Uh, grief and how <laughs> I was a dick to you last week. Whoops. Were you a dick I'm to me sorry. last week? I'm sorry. Yeah, because I was doing, well, I was doing that thing where I... I was, like, picking on you. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then it went way too far. Yeah, no, I, I love a good joke. I don't <laughs> mind being roasted. I, I got thick skin, I, but sometimes you're just like... I hate you. <laughs> like, oh, that's a new, is that a new character you're working on that hates her husband? Uh, <laughs> nah, I don't think you were that big of a dick. I, yeah, sorry. But then I, I was trying to unpack that. Mm-hmm. And the thing with therapy that I find fascinating... Mm-hmm. And by the way, guys, this is going to be a tree of ADD today. So if this bothers you, sorry. Because <laughs> I'm tired. But like in a fun way, right? Yeah. Because I'm fun. You are fun. Um, I don't know. What was they saying? A tree of ADD. Oh, yeah. That's ironic. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a bit. This is Katie live in the flesh. Poor 
are Dave. This is who we are dealing with. I, well, let's go ahead and get this cat out of the bag. I went online Uh and (laughs) I took four free online do you have dyslexia tests? Okay. For adults, not children, because I got confused on the first <laughs> couple and of them. What was the, you learned that you're dyslexic? Uh, th- oh, we <laughs> were doing the joke. <laughs> no, I just think it'd be funny if <laughs> what? You, you, you said, you know, I took a dyslexic te- dyslexia test. Turns out I'm not dyslexic, I'm just illiterate. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that would be funnier. Oh, God. <laughs> So you I'm truly tar- are No, dis- I'm sorry, I didn't you're, A, you're not that and <laughs> okay, B, you yeah, I can't say that. no, I know, I didn't mean that. I just got but in as, trouble. No, I can because I'm a part of the community. <laughs> okay. Can't I? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. <laughs> are you saying I can say the R word because I'm a part of the community because I have dyslexia? I'm a part of the ADA. That is for sure. Stolen adult, valor. Adult <laughs> deficit. Disordered. Adult Disability America? Oh, Lord. What's happening? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? ADA. I saw American it with Disabilities Act? There it is. I don't... Does dyslexia fall under disability? It sure does, does it Mofo. Really? Yeah. I, don't, I didn't know that. I am fully dumb. <laughs> You're not <laughs> No, I am. It's okay. I'm not trying to... I understand. I know what's in my palate. You know I what I mean? I thought dyslexia was just when you read a word, the letters get jumbled and you have trouble reading. Okay. You do have trouble reading, but there's like different kinds uh-huh. and then it affects your life in different ways. Okay. And okay, guys, I understand. It's like white girl problems. And it's true. I'm vain and bored. Okay. <laughs> I need to focus on something different. But yes, it's uh, comprehending things. It's really hard for me to... One-on-one, I could track, but there's just, uh, I get overwhelmed, Uh I get flooded, I can't really, uh, you know, (laughs) give my thoughts. Yeah, we get it. (laughs) No, we understand. (laughs) Communicating is hard. Oh, Lord. Anyway, Dr. Julie was telling me about grief, and she said... Uh, I'm not in a tent anymore, and look for poles. Look for poles. Nope. (laughs) Tent poles. Tent poles. That grief... Meaning? ...can be like you're in a tent with no poles. You just feel stuck. It's all over you, the tent. Oozing off of you like a top, really. It's laying on top of you. Mm -hmm. You need to get a pole to... Stick it up. Uh So it's still going to exist. But you got to have those little tent poles, and those tent poles, boo, are... And i got to thank you for this, you... When we're just laying around and like having fun and talking and just laughing, uh-huh. that's a tent pole for me. Okay, and that keeps my grief tent afloat. Uh-huh. Then I got uh, talking to Liz on the phone while walking Charlie, uh-huh. which you hate, but like I have to because that my mom died. No, I don't. No, Dad I don't died. hate Both. that you talk to Liz <laughs> while talking while walking Charlie. This is something that I have been meaning to talk to you about. Why not the earpiece, the earbud, the Bluetooth when you're out walking? I blame it on my dyslexia. You hold the phone (laughs) to your ear like an old-timey, you know. That's safer. That is not safer. How is that safer? 100%. If I have two of those stupid things in my ear, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, hello, I can't hear. I can hear with one ear open here. You know what I mean? So I have one ear here. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I do agree with you. I'm that, doing a phone yeah, mime, guys. I, yeah, I, and know. it's good space work. It's good. 
object work. No, I agree with you Fair with the, the two earbuds in can be distracting when you're out and about in terms of, you know, your surroundings and awareness. But just something, it seems so laborious. You've got your right hand is holding the phone up to your ear. Your left hand is holding, holding Charlie's leash. And you're talking and being distracted. It just seems, I don't know. It just seems better for everyone if you were just in your earbuds or whatever, your Bluetooth when you're well, on the boo, phone. Well, boo, that's your experience that's of the true. world. Yeah, I guess As I should. As a shouldn't. dyslexic is this me overstepping my woman bounds? grieving mm-hmm. in America 2022. It doesn't make your arm sore and tired? Mom died. Dad. Let's not talk about the sister. <laughs> <sighs> I'm kind of sad now because I'm thinking about that. You know, that being said, you 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 talk on the phone however you want. Thanks, boo. Yeah. So that's a tent pole. And then the other tent pole. <laughs> 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 the other tent pole is getting back into stand up because now mm-hmm. that I know I'm, you know, have the big D, mm-hmm. uh, I know how to write jokes, which is basically that of a child. And I'm not, I'm just learning this stuff. And by the way, for the dyslexic community, I am butchering everything. I don't know. This is all me taking four online quizzes, but I, it does track with me. I did do some other research, so I'm not, you know, anyway. Um, but yeah, writing jokes is going to look differently for me. Like it's going to, um, there's mapping, which is like, like if you do your set, it's almost like, okay, you walk into the apartment and that's your opener, like to the right, there's mm-hmm. that. And then you go into the living room and that's another chunk. Okay. And then, so that way it's a, like a map mm-hmm. in like visual instead of word, word, word. That's why I hate Twitter. Makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Love the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Love the stories. Why? Because people are talking to me. How fun. Hey. People are talking to you. <laughs> Who's talking to you? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I do. I'm trying to get better. Uh And it's hard because I'm dumb. You're not dumb. I'm sorry. You're not dumb. Mm. You're not dumb at all. I would be in. You're very smart. I would be. I just wish my parents or anyone noticed like, hey, she's having a hard time reading. Hey, she kind of talks to herself. It's amazing. And I'm sure this has been studied. All studies and stuff have been done on this. But uh, just. The amount of people of my generation and older who went undiagnosed with, with things. 100%. You know? Oh, my gosh. I mean, and they just would drink while they're soothing. Their temples was scotch at the office and <laughs> any type of numbing drug. Didn't in the 50s they, like, prescribe? I'm, I'm not from the 50s, by the way. <laughs> But you're in that club, the smart one, and so you should know this stuff. What's that smart club? I think you think I'm older than <laughs> I actually am. I'm, well, I'm, you're always watching World War II documentaries, the, the baseball documentaries with that guy, Brian something. Who? Brian. What's the baseball documentary guy you like? Ken Burns? Yeah. <laughs> and it's not just I knew baseball. it was a B, see? He does several different documentaries. Yeah. World War II. Right. A jazz one. Uh, country music, baseball. No, I know. All the things I love. I know, and I think that's great. Uh-huh. So, why are we fighting? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you were just like, you know, back, you know, like back in the 50s. Oh, back in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, research stuff. Uh-huh. So that's why okay. I'm, I'm just going to your smartness. Uh-huh. That's how smart people talk, right? Yeah. You know, back in the 1950s when they used to prescribe cocaine to ladies so they'd 
do chores faster. <laughs> this character's really killing it. <laughs> Gotta hold on to this one. Anyway, another tent pole uh-huh. is stand-up. Mm-hmm. So getting I'm doing it, stand-up. getting back into it. I've yeah. already written a joke. <laughs> You've written a joke you want to share it with us? Yep. Well, you want to you you play joke machine? Yeah. I, I've, I've I'm pretty tired. I'm, working on. I'm pretty tired. Yeah. But I'll do it. What'd you, what'd you write? How's joke machine work? Joke machine is just uh, a game myself and uh, my old buddy Andy Sanford. I, I, I'm sure someone else coined that phrase, but when we would say you want to play joke machine, it just meant let's bounce some new premises off each other. Okay, you know, can what, I? What have you been working on? What do you got? Can I tell you uh-huh. that I'm very excited to hear your premises? Uh-huh. And but this, I, and I don't know what this is. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I feel like I'm not going to be great at joke machine, uh-huh. but like. I want to hear it, and I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best. Uh-huh. So it's just premises. Yeah, just premises. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't your, have to be a fully written polished joke. Polished out. Yeah, just ideas. Okay, cool. Let's go. What do you got? Okay, I miss adult ball pits. Oh, no, okay. wait. When <laughs> like the ball pit, like a Chuck E. Cheese, yeah, like at McDonald's, McDonald's and yeah. stuff. When you just go in that ball pit and thrash around. I loved a good ball pit. Me too. I didn't care how smelly it was. In fact, the grosser, the better. I like the grit on the balls. (laughs) That was the only bad thing about it was the urine and boogers. (laughs) I liked it because I knew which ball I touched based on the texture. I think something's wrong with me. (laughs) What do you mean? Am I memento? No, that's different. Beautiful mind. What's happening? Are you okay? (laughs) Breaking. <laughs> you are listening to a psychotic break with Dave and Katie. Um, so that's your joke? You, you like ball pits? <laughs> I told you I'd be bad at joke machine. I told you. Okay, now. I wouldn't I, open with okay, it. Okay, wait. Uh-huh. But there should be. Okay, so here's the, here's the <laughs> twist. <laughs> uh, there should be adult ball pits. Yes. But wouldn't that be so cool? Like a big swimming pool and the balls are bigger uh-huh. <laughs> and blue. Am I right, guys? Oh, blue balls. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh>, watch out. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Jesus. You're such a silly But if we had adult playgrounds, 30 minutes a day. I would love a ball pit. Me too. I mean, too bad COVID's around because I think they probably shut down all ball pits, right? I I, mean, I did love the ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese. Did you like air the the tents at birthday parties where you get to jump the inflatable, like the inflatable castle? The bouncy house? Bouncy houses. Uh Oh, that was probably the most premium and desired of all the childhood recreations. If you had access, <laughs> your eyes are so big. If right you now. had access to a bouncy castle, I mean, so and so's having a birthday party, and rumor has it there's going to be a bouncy house. Insane, I know. insane. You're right. That's how I felt too. The everyday version of that was the trampoline. I oh, never, we've talked uh, about this before. You had a trampoline growing that up. That was my only friend. I would rather, I didn't have a trampoline or a swimming pool. Two very Yeah, coveted, that's sought after. Yeah, but swimming I Swimming pools were big yet. Swimming pools are big. Andrew but I, Tackman. I think, I think I would have preferred uh, uh, trampoline. Just really? over a swimming pool. Swimming pools were awesome as a kid, but something about. Jumping. The jumping and, yeah. the, and the, the amount of energy you oh. could burn off. And just, I just would jump and, and, and I, oh, I had fun. I would bring out my boom box. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I would I would crank that up. And I remember. What was playing on this boombox? Okay. For, how old were you? Okay, first of all, this is about 12 or 13. 12 or 13. So around 19, uh, no, uh, 95. Yeah. yeah. 97? No. 95, would you put you at 12. Okay. So, yeah. It was a lot of, uh, oh, you know who I loved. Well, I would do a dance to it. I would do like a lyrical dance like it was a musical. So I usually would belt out the words wrong, and then I would would act it out. You know, like I would do, what is that? Um, Dancing to the music. (laughs) No, but. Choreography? No, um, when you're like. You hear the music, uh-huh. and then you <laughs> movement, modern movement, no lyrical, no oh symmetrical. <laughs> That's probably not it. I have no idea what you're talking about. Interpretive. Interpretive, Interpretive Okay, there, there we is. go, there we go. Ooh. Ding, ding, ding. So it was Celine Dion. Hey, hey, hey Charlie. Charlie. It was Celine Dion. <laughs> it's all coming back to me. Do you remember that little jam? Oh, hold on. I got oh, it. Oh, it's all coming back to me as the name of the song? Yeah. I thought you were just speaking a sentence. No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh-huh. I, my dad died. And also, what else? I have uh, dyslexia. Yeah. Hold on. Okay, boo. You're going to love this. Oh, my gosh. Have you heard this song lately? Have you? Hello? I don't know. you got to play it first. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Well, it's hard to do. Oh, here's my phone. Okay, this is easy. One second. So you talk. This is great. About- <laughs> this is great pod right here. <laughs> Boo. Okay. I oh. have uh, my joke machine, one of my new premises <laughs> I got to work on. Um, I'm sorry. I know I'm officially an old guy when I start cutting fruits and vegetables without a hard surface to bear down on. Meaning, the, I hold the apple in my hand, my left hand, and I use a pocket knife with my right hand. You know, that that's an old guy move. Oh, yeah, like whittling wood almost. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Whittling fruit and vegetables. Instead, <laughs> me as, you know, culinary guy, I like a good chop, cutting board, hard surface, sharp knife, bear down. But uh, I've the other day I cut an apple the old-fashioned way. My dad used to do that. Aww. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm really getting old. I'm doing the cut an apple without a cutting board, hard surface thing, you know. That is so funny and specific. Gotta, I love that. I articulate that one a little better. I get it, boo, but... Um, I got another one that just says, biologically, I could be a grandfather. Oh, my gosh, that could be true. I, biologically, I could be a grandfather. If I did this math the other day, the first time I did the deed... <laughs> I like if, if a child were produced like from that encounter... I like this in the encounter, background. If a child were... If I would have produced a child from my first encounter, uh, that kid <laughs> would be... Uh, Almost 30. Oh. That kid would be like 29, 28. 28. And then that kid could easily, you know, 28, 29-year-old could easily have a child. So, yeah, biologically, I, I could be a grandfather. <laughs> so this is what you would go nuts on the trampoline? <laughs> yeah, I this would This isn't trampoline music. But in my head, I was on a stage, boo. And I was controlling that trampoline, and I would run around like all wobbling, all around. Yep, yeah. I'm wobbling around. Life is life is hard. Forever. Then she gets stronger, boo. There's no bass drum. Yeah. She doesn't want to win or how. 
And then this is when I would get really cute and small. Are you ready? When you touch me like this. Oh. This is kind of sexual. I was little. She's telling him what she likes. Oh, No, she's reminiscing on the love of her life that left her for war. Oh, left her for war? My narratives were kind of dark. Hmm. Anyway, what would you do on the trampoline? <laughs> uh, very similar. I was. I would also lip sync to Celine Dion. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> I always believe you when you do that. Uh, you okay, keep this. going. Joke machine. So keep going. This is fun. Oh, I don't know. None of, some of this isn't really very good. Um, okay, I have one. Yeah. Okay, I just wrote, <laughs> this is just something I wrote out of nowhere. I do oh. not remember writing this, but it was in the middle of the night. Charlie pregnant, that's cool. I wrote that Char- as a premise. Charlie pregnant, that's cool. Okay, so you wish our male dog could be pregnant? I don't know. <laughs> it's, I'm rusty. But see, this is why we're doing this, right? Okay, your turn. Go ahead. I got another one about it. I was watching some uh, football documentaries the other day. And they're interviewing all these old players and old coaches. And whenever you, especially with football, but this could pertain to most sports from back in the day. But if you're watching an old football documentary, all these old players and coaches are just uh, inadvertently admitting to abuse and trauma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, I played for Coach Bear Bryant, and now if every game, if every tackle I missed, he'd lock me in a cage for an hour with a garden hose. It was just they were just talking about how disciplined and tough some of these coaches are. It's like, no, he that was that was against the law. <laughs> that was abuse. You're you were victim. getting physically <laughs> abused for a very long time. And I'm sorry, well, it's just the the generation. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, uh, Coach Bear Bryant, he fashioned a bull whip. Uh, he was he, he was a hobby. He was a leatherman. He used to make leather. Bryant. He would bring a bull whip to practice. <laughs> And if we, if we arm tackled or we missed a tackle completely, then he would he would give us two lashes on the buttocks with the bullwhip, and that's why he was the greatest coach in Alabama history. Yeah, yeah those those documentaries. No, it's great. It is so true. When you were watching it, I was just so depressed. And this is a girl who watches ladies scream yeah. about hair. You know, got another one about. I was I was doing push ups last night, and. uh Trying to get back on the train. Heck yeah, boo! I gained fifteen pounds since the wedding. That's okay. You still lost how much? I'm, yeah, I'm still. I'm still. You're good. Yeah. Um, but I was. This is a really niche one. But uh, when I was in football, we'd do weightlifting a lot, and uh, sometimes we'd do what was called pad bench. And pad bench was you you'd get under the weight, the bench press, as normal. But then we'd have these big tackling pads mm-hmm. that we'd use out in practice. But uh, your buddy would place one of those on your chest and torso, and then you'd do a bench press. And because you had that big pad there, you didn't have to go all the way down and touch the bar on your nipples or whatever. That big pad would... It would basically cut the movement in half. Mm -hmm. Instead of going the full movement down to the chest and then back up, when you have that pad... And I don't know what the benefit of that was. The one thing that was cool is we could do more weight. Be like, oh, I benched 300 today. And you're like, regular or pad? Oh, pad. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but it was easier. But I think it just, they were just trying to folk isolate the movement, the first movement, you know? Yeah. Anyway, 
I just remember doing bench press with a pen. And now with me doing push-ups, it's very similar technique with my gut. My gut acts. I don't. I can't go all the way down because my <laughs> gut gets in the way. And it's very similar to a pad bench press. It's it's basically the reverse position of a pad bench press. Oh, that's amazing, boo! I love that. Um, it's, it, no, it's, it's very niche and takes a long time to explain. So this, these are just some dumb ideas I wrote down. Well, you know, but, Charlie uh, Pregnant, I think, is the winner. I think you, I think you got something there with <laughs> Charlie Pregnant. Cool. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the, the the boys, I'm not exaggerating. One iota. Uh, two nights ago, I caught Truman staring in the mirror for about twenty minutes. Just no, at himself. Just he was. We we've got uh, we got this. How would you describe it? What is that mirror over there? That's, is it just a full length mirror? It's one of the. Uh, it's a yeah. It's a full length mirror that. It's one of those leaning mirrors. You yeah, just it, lean it. Yeah, it leans it's it. It's from it Drew Barrymore's collection. Propped up against the wall. <laughs> Walmart. About a six foot mirror. Yeah. And uh, you had one of the pet beds at the foot of it, at the base of it. Well, the other day I caught Truman. He was turned around. He wasn't sitting facing outward. He was sitting turned towards facing the backwards. And uh, what's phone's ringing anyway he was facing the mirror and but he was literally like and his face was eight inches from the mirror and he was just sitting there looking at himself in the face in the mirror for like 20 minutes oh my god like he was having an existential crisis like what what is this oh no i am am whole oh no yeah but and he had this look on his face like what did you see him dismount? Did you see him stop staring? Like, yeah, eventually he stopped and turned and looked in another direction. Did he seem to find the answer? I like, don't know. did he seem content? And I always wonder about that. I know that's kind of a common thing with you know animals and pets, but like, what you know, we've all seen the video of the dog looking in the mirror and thinking it's another dog and barking at it and charging at it and stuff. But Charlie like, did that. Yeah, Charlie did that. <laughs> but what must they think? You know, what must they think? Like, And I think Truman finally got he to the point where he's like, okay, this is clearly not another beautiful cat. Yeah, this is me. <laughs> this is me. Who am I? <laughs> but he was there for like 20 minutes, just locked in. Well, he is a very intelligent cat. It was amazing. He's almost maniacal. He I, is the I, smartest of all our pets, oh, by yeah. far. Oh, yeah. That's not a huge feat. I know. Harvey and Charlie are... Pretty dumb. <laughs> Shut up. I ain't dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, Charlie asked me, uh, he was very concerned because he asked me if, I, if he could borrow a dollar. Mm-hmm. And I said, why? And he just says, well, Harvey was making fun of him because he says that I'm poor and don't have any money. Oh, no. Which implies that Harvey does have money. <laughs> what? Which is a whole other story. Harvey, how do you have money? I got, I got money. <laughs> Candy, oh, no. fireworks, oh, no. toy trucks. Cecil takes them. Yeah, Cecil takes that's them to the like- Dollar General <laughs> store. <laughs> oh, boy. What else going on, boo? So uh, you're not sleeping well. No. I know. Other than that, what's going on this week? You feeling okay? I feel good, yeah. you know. I mean, I don't know. It's weird. I'm just moving forward. Going to... Track along mm-hmm. the road yeah. down to the stream uh-huh. and the rocks and the joy. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> it's the only road you've ever known. 
like a drifter. I will sleep. Alone. I will sleep. Well, what's been happening lately, mm-hmm. lately Boo? If I, I don't know if you've noticed. Uh-huh. I've been sleeping about two days, and then I'll go about two days not sleeping. So it's like two on, two off. I'm like a nurse with my sleep schedule. Is that a joke machine? Not really. <laughs> oh, boy. What For better think, or worse, what baby. What do you think is going on with your sleep? I don't know, man. Are Grief, you taking dude. any sleep aids? Okay, remember, I did take a sleeping pill, and that knocked me out for two days. Man, I was thinking about this the other day. I Fortunately, I, I seriously don't think I have any type of dependency issues in terms of drugs or alcohol. I drank a decent amount, but I, I, and I know this is something an alcoholic would say, but I, <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. Like, you know, I'll go weeks, a week or two, and not have drink, like, and not even think about it. But, yeah. If it's time to party, I'm, I'm down to party. My point is, and I've never had an issue with pills. I've, I've never, I don't think I've ever, yeah, I don't mess around with pills. My point is, I could totally see getting dependent on sleeping pills. Oh, 100%. I've never done Ambien, but I'd love to get my hands on some Ambien. I love the idea of just like, give me the deepest, best sleep. Knock me the F out for eight or ten hours. I would love that experience. When is the last time you had that kind of sleep? Like that kind of like dead sleep. You wake up and you're like, okay, this is how I'm supposed to sleep every night. I think probably back when I was landscaping, when I was doing physical manual labor every day. Mm -hmm. Like there's something, or like maybe kitchen work. Like (laughs) this is embarrassing today, but... I I haven't physically worked hard in a decade. <laughs> like, I haven't had a job <laughs> in a decade. I haven't been a landscaper. I haven't been a chef or cook or whatever. Like, you know, I, I drove Lyft for a while, drove DoorDash here and there. But that was, I never really count that because you don't have a boss and you set your own schedule and all that. But, like, back when I was landscaping for myself, had my own company, I was working 50, 60 hours a week of, like, hard outdoor labor. I remember just sleeping like a dead man every night. Oh. Yeah, just good sleep. But now that I'm not exerting myself physically much, yes. I'm not, I can't lean on that, you know? Yeah. So that's what's it's probably, probably been happening too. It's probably been 15 years since I've had like hard work sleep. Yeah. I miss that. Well, you're a toss and turner. I do toss and turn. You toss and turn. You're just rotating. I only, all have, I only have two positions now. I have. I noticed. And I, them. you know, poor you. And to, you're on the edge. I, I, <laughs> man, for a big dude, I take up such little space on the bed. You really? I'm do. good at the very little edge. You can have the rest. Just I'll be over here. Which I sure do. And then I try to shove you off. Yeah, and the Charlie gets in the mix. <laughs> he bit me last night. He bit my hand. Why? Because the way he was sleeping, his his paw, like his legs, were like. Cutting into my rib cage. Oh, yeah, when he's pushing against you, like, get out. And I just casually, like, shooed his paw away from my ribs, and he (laughs) he bit me. (laughs) Bastard. I heard that, and then I was like, Boo's got it. I should have said, are you okay? I have dyslexia. My dad died on Christmas. I'm just going to be... That's going to be my... Ooh, that could be my, like, catchphrase with my stand-up. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Nope. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's your catchphrase. Yeah. You know, like, uh, well, there's, <laughs> wow. I'm so sorry. There are comedians that have catchphrases. Yeah, there are. <laughs> I know. But they're usually not as depressing. Your face towards me in this episode has been really wonderful because I feel sorry. I'm sorry. You can divorce me. No, no I love you, boo. Well, yeah. it's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think you get a pass. Really? You get like a month. How's okay. that? I don't want to know what you're doing. I get like, well, it's been more than a month, so I'm outside that window now. Oh. Does dyslexia have anything to do with math and numbers? Oh, yeah. You're very bad at that. And time. You don't know how to... Yeah, time. You'll get lost in it. You'll get lost. (laughs) Boo, can I say that you you look fantastic. I know. Your skin is very vibrant. Thank you. You did some freak... Pay, face peel thing last week. I sure did. And it, it works because you're looking great. Well, when a parent dies, I always go hurt myself, either microneedling mm-hmm. or uh, cryotherapy where you freeze yourself. But yeah, this time I got a face peel, you guys, for my adult acne. Uh-huh. And guess who's going to have perfect skin? Not yeah. me, but it'll be cooler than it was because it looked like it was getting bad, boo. Uh-huh. I looked like a 15-year-old boy. But yeah, she. I had to wear this weird mask that kind of smelled like urine and poo all the way home for eight hours. And it was, it was a darker mask. So I was like, I just got to go home because I look horrible on the freeway. I mean, can you imagine seeing I, me? I remember I went and greeted you to help you unload the car. And it was quite jarring. Like just clay. I literally thought that you forgot that they forgot to take that off of you. Oh, I, you I just left yeah. in a rush. Like, like this is too much. You stole it. <laughs> <laughs> Later. Oh, no, but fun. I'm on a I'm on a treatment plan. Mm-hmm. I, I got a hair plan. I got a I got a, a face plan. I mean, listen, you know, I might be dying in the inside, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna look good. <laughs> Maybe that joke machine. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought it up. Why? It's fun. No, I didn't mean it to be mean. I'm having fun with it now. No, I just mean, you know, every stupid thing you say now, you're going to be like, is that joke machine? No. (laughs) No. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What else is going on? Um, We um, made the mistake of being social with our neighbors the other night. Oh, boy. And Boo lost his temper. No, I didn't lose my temper. You well, you seen you were getting up there. No, no, I was on <laughs> good so behavior surprised. because of the neighbors. If they, if our neighbors hadn't been there, I would have probably been a lot more rude to this one individual. Long story short, neighbors were outside <laughs> uh, sweeping and just tidying up. They're wow. very sweet. But we had, our upstairs neighbors, very very sweet, very mm-hmm. very sweet family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm hauling some stuff out to the car. I was going to take it over to the storage unit. And I strike up a conversation with our neighbor, Ron, and we're having a good time, blah, blah, blah. And then his wife comes out, and we're just chit-chatting. And then you come out, and now it's the four of us yeah. out on the stoop being very neighborly with it each other. It was cute. And then at some point, Ron cute. brought me down a, a drink. He Aww. says, hey, I'm about to have a bourbon and ginger. Would you like one? I'm like, absolutely. Let's do that. So the four of us are hanging out on the stoop. And they bring me a kombucha. They bring you it a kombucha. It was so cute. And we're having a good time. And then this guy just walks up and forces his way into our situation. Okay. And uh, there's nothing I hate worse than someone just forcing their way into a situation where 
It'd be different if we were at a party. Yeah. Or we were at work or at a thing. Now, granted, I know we're at, You're out, out in we're public. We're outside, though. We're outside, but it was very clear that these four people are sitting on their stoop, our home. You know, we weren't somewhere else. This is obviously, it appears that all four of these people live here. And this guy just, this drunk dude. Ugh. He was very drunk. He was very Russian, and he was very demanding. He wanted a lighter. Yeah. That's all he wanted. Well, he was a sassy gay guy, yes. and I, I'm pro-gay. Do your thing. I, I'm so the, my one critique with some gay fellas. I haven't seen this many with the women, but some gay fellas. They're very entitled and very self-centered, and it's all about me, 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 me. 100%. And it's like, hey, I'm glad you're gay. Do your thing. But that doesn't give you a right to be a dick to everybody around you. I'm fabulous. I'm a bitchy queen. Like, okay. Well, the rest of us are just trying to mind our own business. But he was just, and it's, and it was, I had to, I was on my best behavior for two reasons. A, the neighbors, we were with them. And B, the guy was clearly gay, so I feel like I can't, well, you know, be being... rude or combative to a gay guy because then anybody's going to be, oh, you're homophobic. Like, no, 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 I have no problem that this guy's gay. I have a problem that he's just interrupting us and being demanding and sassy and insulting. Like, within two minutes, he had just completely insulted all of us. Like, long story short, he just, he was drunk and he walked up and said, you have a lighter? And I was like, no, nobody here has a lighter. And he goes, really? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, really? Nobody, do you see? Now, if we were all smoking cigarettes. Right, you could come then up. Then you could be like, hey, 100%. do you have a lighter? And then when I said no, then you could be like, really? Like, what do you, you know? Nobody's smoking. Yeah, hard to believe that people, random strangers on the street don't have a lighter. What, what? And my point was like, we don't have a lighter. Keep, and I didn't say this, but it was like, keep it moving. When we say, when you ask for a lighter and we say we don't have one, that should be the end of our interaction. I know. Because we were having a nice little hang. And then he just was real bitchy about it. Like, giving us the third degree. You about to throw up? What was that no, look? I'm sorry. That was a burp. <laughs> you looked like you were about to vomit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying not to burp into the microphone. So he's being sassy. And then he says something like, I don't like this or I don't like y'all. And I was like... Well, guess what? Yeah. You're free to leave. Nobody asked I forgot you. he said that. Yeah, he, he made an insult like, I don't like you guys or this sucks. And I was like, good news, you're free to leave. None of us want you here anyway. Hit the road, Jack. <laughs> I'm not just, from the 50s. <laughs> scram, mister. <laughs> but like just the nerve, and I know he was probably, he was clearly, he was drinking some silly, what was he drinking, a Truly? What's a Truly? Is that I like a know. White Claw? I think it's like a white cloth. Oh, uh, it's like a, yeah. Anyway, so he's he's got a Russian accent. He's got a very gay accent. And I don't mean that as a, uh, what's a pejorative. Yeah. But, you know, some gay, some gay guys, you can just, they talk yeah. like gay guys. Very flamboyant. And there was an episode of Flam- Curb the other day where, like, Larry was surprised that a guy was gay. Mm-hmm. He met his doctor at a party, and his oh, doctor had a boyfriend. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I was surprised. I didn't know you were gay. And they took offense to it. And he's like, well, what does that mean? And then his partner, who was clearly gay, was like, well, you, sir, you seem gay. Yeah. You do not. <laughs> he's like, what is it? What I seem gay? And it's like, hey, <laughs> hey, cut the shit. You, you're aware that you 
speak in a flamboyant manner, right? Like, anyway, my point is some people get offended when you say that they Listen, speak gay. Boo, you, you, you was, like to offend this people. This guy was clearly gay. He was clearly drunk. Both things absolutely fine. Yeah. Right? I don't, I'm fine that you're gay. I'm fine that you're drunk. I'm fine that you're Russian. I'm not fine <laughs> with you <laughs> forcing your way into this situation <laughs> and then just being a prick. Like fucking get out of here, dude! And but I was I felt like I had to suppress myself because Ron and, and Jen were there, and I didn't I want to like. No, it was such a fun thing like, to watch. Y'all don't really know what kind of a prick I can be. Well, you kept when going. Needed. You kept doing that, like ah, ah, ah the, when you <laughs> the tone of your voice is like okay, ah, like you start high, <laughs> and then it kind of goes down because you're trying to regulate yourself, like. Yeah. And, like, if this guy wasn't, A, if he wasn't obviously gay and if the neighbors were there, I would have quickly told him to fuck right off. Yeah. But I feel like I can't do that with a a gay guy because then people are like, oh, you're homophobic. Yeah. It's like, no, it had nothing to do with that. I would do that to anybody. (laughs) Any guy. Lumberjack walked up and did the same thing. he was rude. It was like, dude. He was totally rude. And then I got out of it because I basically was like, I have to poo. (laughs) You're like, this kombucha is going right through me. And (laughs) then when you left, and then I was like, well, I'm leaving too. I know. You followed me way too fast. You were supposed to stay out there. You were the sacrificial lamb. No. You don't piggyback off of me. This guy wasn't going to leave is the thing. Yeah, that's true. And there was no way this was going to end had I not left, it was only going to get worse. That's true. You know? no, it's just it's... like, man, you're really starting to get on my nerves. And the fact is, like, he just stayed. That's what kills me. It's like, what are you doing? You, no one invited you here. You're clearly being a prick to all of us, but you're just not going to. And I asked him, like, five times to leave. Like, you're, you're free to go. Yeah. Like, you got somewhere to be? Like, we're, just, we're being... hanging out. We're, we're having a nice little visit. But his friend died. Member of a stroke. Said? Yeah, he acted out a stroke, which was weird. I don't remember and that. And I was like, my dad had a stroke. <laughs> well, yeah. That's, that's what I get for trying to be neighborly. Oh, boy. I know. You were doing good, though. You're very neighborly. I, was, I try to be. I sat. I did good for you, like you a little. Sat? And then I, just, I was just trying really hard because small talk is hard. How are you? You're good at small talk. You're, you're very friendly. See, the irony is you're much more uh, friendly and approachable than I am. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm friendly and approachable when I want to be, and if, if I think, you know, if the person around me warrants that. That's true. But if you're just some dickhead who forces your way into a situation, I'm not going to be super bubbly and warm. You're selective. Yeah. You're selective, selective with... Got to earn it. Yeah. No, I think everyone deserves it, and then I just shut down if you trigger me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what fun. So, boo. Uh, boo. Talk to me. How was grief this week? Oh. Um, How are you doing? I'm all right. I don't know. It's so weird. It's just... I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know how to answer that. That's all right, boo. Um, I think... You know, I have to just keep doing things, positive distractions uh-huh. for sure. And I think once the everything is finalized and stuff, it'll feel better. Like it's just this um, purgatory almost of yeah. waiting on things. And uh, We still haven't had a memorial or no, slash funeral. No. So it's just, um, so I think that, and I, I just feel so, I, we were sick. It's just been a, an interesting season. Yeah. We're really weathering that storm. Mm-hmm. And look, I know there's. we're very lucky. We, I, I just, I don't know. Uh, grief is hard, man. Mm-hmm. 
it's hard for me not to get stuck in it. You know, it's hard for me not to just get into the rinse cycle of like, oh my gosh, like seeing that day over and over and Mm -hmm. experiencing those two weeks. And I, I I don't want to, I know you have to process stuff, but I don't want to like, I tend to get lost in the middle of it, Mm -hmm. like a rinse cycle of sadness. (laughs) And I, and I always judge what I'm doing too in my Mm -hmm. head. So it's like, oh my God, Katie, shut up. Like he was a good guy. You know, I'll be like, all daddy issue at times. And then it's just, it's a weird, my dad and I had a really, a good relationship, but absolutely complicated. Mm -hmm. And, and it's a complicated grief process. I mean, it totally makes sense. It's just different, you know? Yeah. Well, I think you're doing well, boo. I think you're doing great. Each day you seem to be getting a, a little better. Yeah. And uh, it's just, you know, it's going to, I'm a lucky lady. I got, I got these nerds all around me, including <laughs> yourself, boo. And I, and I really appreciate talking about it. I know. Sorry, guys. I know it could be a bummer. <laughs> Merry Christmas. But thank you. Cause it, it helps me actually face stuff. Cause I love avoiding. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a good avoider. Mm-hmm. Love it. Don't like negative emotions. So I don't know. Uh, you seem to be doing well this week, though, Boo. I'm, I'm proud Thank of you. Thank you, Boo. You know, and and like I said the other day, you, you were you were having a a small bout with it the other night in terms of being sad, and I was like, you're supposed to be sad. Mm-hmm. It'd be weird if you weren't. Yeah, it's only like, this been... is normal. It's it sucks, but it's normal. Yeah, you know, it'd be weird if you were just completely over it. <laughs> I'm fine. Like, no, you should. You got to allow yourself. To grieve and to be sad sometimes, you know, and I think you're you're handling it great in that it's not it doesn't seem to be consuming you. You know, you have your bouts. You know, some days are better than others, but yeah. overall, you seem to be moving forward and taking it in stride. Yeah, and that's all you can do. Thanks, Boo. It it feels like I'm in like a weird snow globe. Mm-hmm. Like you'll I'll be just walking down the street and then all of a sudden. I'll see like a toy train in a window or something, and I'm like, oh my god, my dad used to, like. I'll just think about him muscle memory all the time because yeah. I was, you know, taking care of him a lot. Or and yeah, I, I, it it does feel like you're kind of just in that snow globey world because your world did get turned upside down, yeah. and then you're trying to find the new normal, mm-hmm. and, and it just it's. You know, it's just like COVID. We we you you go through it, and it's like okay, masks are normal. Yeah. You know, I know this is going to be normal in my head and emotion. I know I'm never going to just fully get over anything, but mm-hmm. you know, I didn't realize how much I wanted my dad's approval and how much I had hope for our relationship. I I don't know what need I needed mm-hmm. other than well, yeah. I mean, I wanted to be seen by him in like. You're a success. Like, but that's, I I don't know. I always felt like one day I'll prove to you, like, you're going to be like, man, you're success, Katie. Like, wow, you're amazing in the ways I think. And I think when someone dies, that hope kind of leaves because you'll never get that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. But... My issue with that is your dad's definition of success wasn't necessarily a uh, well, well-rounded well and healthy and original 
viewpoint of success. And what I mean is the only thing that would have made him think that you were successful is if you brought over a pay stub, you know, from like uh, he yeah. only, he only, and I'm not, I feel I'm hesitant because I, I'm not trying to speak ill uh, of the man, but uh, my point is you were successful. You are successful in that you're a happy person. You're happy. You're, you're self-assured. You're living a righteous and happy life. But for some folks like your dad's like, what, what are you talking about? How much money did you make this year? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, because that's how he connected mm-hmm. with the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which, by the way, I mean, good for him. I wish I could be better at that. And yeah, it's just uh, it's interesting to kind of get out of that mindset. It's mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know, boo. I know what you're saying. I know it sounds weird. It's all right. Hashtag daddy issues. Am I right? <laughs> Well, you're doing great, Boo. I'm proud of you. One Thank day at you, a time. Bill. I know it sounds corny and cliche, but it literally just one day at a time. Keep going. Just keep trudging forward. And, you know, I, I can already tell you're doing great. Like, we're, you're planning for the immediate future, for the long, long-term future. Like, you, you know, you're, you're not just spinning your wheels in the mud. You, I can tell even since the, he passed, you've, you're trying to move forward. You know, and, and start Which this new chapter. Which is very hard for me. And it's, it, it, it's a new chapter, you know. But well, I'm excited. Whether you want it or not, that's the thing. Like, it's not like, not like other things in life where like, oh, did I make the right decision? You know, right. should I have gone this way or should I have gone that way? When these things happen, we don't have a say in the matter. And you just have, all you have to do is respond and adapt and adjust and try to move forward. You know, and that's what you're doing. Well, I'm going to ruin this quote, but it reminds me of the Buddhist saying. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm butchering it. This isn't the exact quote, but like how change is the only constant. Yeah. Meaning, like we have to. We. I don't want change. Yeah. I want to. I get comfortable, and I'm like, okay, okay. So now I'm here. Uh-huh. And it's like, no, we. The only thing you can totally rely on is change, and it's how you move through the world with that. And change makes life interesting. Yeah. Oh, totally. And yeah. there's a reason for it. You're not going to stay in a situation that doesn't serve you anymore. Yeah. You know, it's going to, you're going to go. It's the same way. And, and this is an easy example for me to go to because I've lived it. And not if you're on the other end of this, doesn't mean that, you know, you should feel bad or that you suck. But like, if, if I never changed, I'd still be living in ball ground, Georgia. You know, yeah. I'd still be living in the town I grew up in. Yeah, and and no offense to people who are in that situation, but for me personally, that would not have worked. Yeah, that would I would be miserable. I'd be miserable if I still lived in the town that I went to high school in. And again, if 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 that's your situation, yeah, and, well, it wasn't and, your calling yeah, to yeah. say? But it, yeah, it's a, it's a personal thing. But like, I'm so glad I've had all these changes. The cop thing is traumatic and as horrible as that was, it it forced me to move forward. Yeah, it, it forced did. me to shift gears and go in another direction. And I'm so grateful that happened. And I've said this before: if that hadn't happened to me, I. You know, at the time, I didn't have the the nerve to just quit that job, mm. you know, because I needed the income and, you know, all that. And, but my point is, and I'm not saying that it's good that your dad's gone. No. I know. It, it's, no, I understand. It, a, it's inevitable. I mean, I know that's obvious, but, you know, we're all Death and taxes. That. But 
you know, when these things happen, you have to um, not make the most of it. It's not the right phrase, but just you have to figure out how to adjust and move forward. And that's what you're doing. I'm seeing it every day, and I'm proud of you for that. Thank you, Boo. I think you might be going a little too far. You've been on Willow, or not Willow, Zillow. I always call it. Oh Willow. yeah, I've been getting been us some. Zillow, I've been getting us some homes. Finding us some <laughs> homes we can't afford. Seventeen point five million. <laughs> Listen, you gotta shoot for the moon, boo. You gotta manifest that ish. You gotta say, hey, mm-hmm. why not? Why couldn't we live off a cliff of Hollywood Hills? <laughs> <laughs> With a cascading waterfall, <laughs> infinity pool. <laughs> why not? Uh, why not? Manifest it, boo. Thanks, boo. What else going on? Any uh, any word of mouth this week? Anything you've been into? Oh my gosh, what that comedy store uh, docu series we watched That's together. Right, we watched that on, on Showtime. Showtime. That came out about a year or two ago, I guess. Uh, Never got around to watching, but that's been fun. I've been watching that. It's so good. Yeah. It makes me want to go to that little dark hole mm-hmm. and see see the inside. Yeah. But um, no, and I I just, it, oh, I love classic Jim Carrey when yeah. he had to try. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that What was it, Fireman? What was uh, that? Uh, Fire Marshal Bill. Fire Marshal Bill. Oh, my God. That was funny. <laughs> Yeah, guys, give that a watch. And, of course, on the Bravo TV, hello, get into it. Summer House is back, people. Yeah. I know to the two people that care right now, it's back. Let's talk about it. DM me. I Oh, I have a lot of thoughts on Lindsay's abortion. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was a miscarriage. Wait, different. There's... Spoiler alert. Sorry. But then, no, no, but it's it's fine. It's just oh. episode one. Don't worry. Okay. Anyway, guys, watch it. And, Boo, do you have any word of mouth? Not really. I don't think so. What have I been into this week? Oh, we started rewatching Fargo Fergu. Season, season three. Oh, it's so good. God, that's oh. that was uh, my least favorite of all the Fargo seasons until season four came along. Uh, and I'm so torn about four. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to go there. Yep. No, it just it's it's bad optics that I don't like season four. It is bad optics, and it has nothing to do with the optics. Okay. It's just, I just don't think that season's as good. Anyway, I used to think that season three wasn't great first time I saw it. It just, it didn't hit me the way seasons one and two did. But uh, now I think this is my third or fourth time going back and watching that season. Phenomenal. I love you. It's so good. It is so good. It's every, a movie. Every, every character is a movie. great. Every character's great. All the acting is great. I used to not give a shit about Ewan McGregor. He never really did it for me. He's, I got to give him props. Like, he crushes it, especially playing two different roles. I know. He plays, he plays his brother. He plays two brothers. Uh, twins. They're not twins, by the way. They're not? No. He, I, on last night's episode, he's talking about how he was two years older. He was 17. Uh, his, that's his, a little he hard was, to believe. <laughs> it's <so> hard <laughs> to believe. Because they look just alike. <laughs> well, it's the same guy. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. Season three, Fargo. Get into it. Uh, and I love, I love uh, uh, Carrie Coon, the the lady uh, sheriff. Yes, it's great. Oh, I love. And then her. I can never remember Nikki Swango's name. Mary Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead. I was about uh, to say Mary Todd. <laughs> uh, both those gals just crush it. Yeah, no, they're uh, amazing. Sai, uh, I forgot the actor's name, but um, uh, what's the main character's name? Um, Ewan McGregor, not Ray uh, Emmett. Emmett's business partner, Cy, the guy who's also the main character, uh, the lead in uh, A Serious Man. 
forgot that actor's name. He's great. Oh yeah, he's and amazing. then the British dude, the 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 villain, like one of the so best good. villains, Varga, one of the best antagonist of any show, Vim Varga. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I did a Scottish. He's Vien not Scottish. Vargi, Vim Vargi. But yeah, that's what I've been into. Fargo season three. Get on that if you haven't seen it yet, and you don't have to watch uh, if you don't know. Uh, it's, what do they call it? Is that called an anthology? Yeah, uh, you don't have to watch. Oh. You don't have to have seen seasons one or two. It's Ooh. it's completely different stories, completely different characters. Um, but yeah, so. Oh, it's so good. But that being said, feel free to watch one and two because they're amazing fun. too. It's wintry. Yeah, it's a wintry view. Mm-hmm. There's snow. Yeah. It's cold, a lot of jacket work. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get back in. I gotta give season four another shot, but uh, I've only seen it once. But yeah, it just kind of bored me. Well, but, uh, we'll see. Boo, I love you. I love you, and the Lord loves you, Boo. Oh my gosh. Oh, and guys, don't forget to call and ask us questions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're gonna try to commit to uh, taking more calls. Yeah. So, and we've got some recently. We have. That we need to get to, and we appreciate those. But yeah, yeah we're gonna try to get a little more. Uh, structure, structured with schedule. a schedule. <laughs> schedule of the gods, if you will. Boo, uh, we got to go take Charlie to the uh, groomer. We do. And get his, his butt fixed. Yeah, he's got to get his <laughs> anal glands excreted, everybody. We get a finger up the butt, big boy. I know. Ah, that, I don't like that guy, hates me. I don't think he really? likes me. Yeah. He likes me. He's Dog a nice groomers guy. don't like me. I don't no. know why. Maybe just, I don't know. It's my face. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, boo. Yes. Great catching up. Love you, boo. We'll talk to you next Thanks, week. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram at the Stonebergs Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24 7 and leave a voicemail at 562 548 2012. That's 562 548 2012. Thanks for listening.